Hi, how's it going today? Good. How are you doing, Gregory? I'm feeling vulnerable. <laughs> As you should. <laughs> yes. We go. We we're, let's just go like straight into here. What we're doing today is we we went through all morning. Both of us went through old journals, and we found all these entries, and we're going to share them. We're about to read vulnerable, real back-end stories and journal entries of our lives that we've never shared before. And that's so exciting. And scary. Everybody. And scary it's for us. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> I think there's going to be a lot of benefit here. I'm really excited to jump in. Do you want to start? Do you want to have yeah, I picked. I picked one specifically that I wanted to start with. Um, I have a whole bunch in chronological order. I covered nine years of journals, except for one, which I did, couldn't find the digital version of. So I just didn't. That one's not there. Maybe part two, but cool. this is where I'm going to start. I some a lot of my entries are really varied over time, but this current journal I have right now is more poetic, and it has a lot of flowing, surreal, abstract thoughts that are useful for me internally. At least I wrote down things to help my future self. That's why I journal. So I didn't write this for an audience. Hopefully you'll all get what you get out of it, but I'm just going to read the first one. It's a little bit wild. Here we go. <laughs> Looking forward to it. So January 26th, 2023. Never crystallize. Listening to Rick Rubin. Reality. It's an experience, but there's never a way of knowing. Keeping things fluid and open is key. Hay was right. There is no reason to discount theories. Keeping youthful mind and setting your own rules in life. Stay out of the past. Keep crossing the line. Keep exploring, looking, enjoying. Kiss your life. There's so much cool stuff around you in your life. Cool people everywhere. You can find this joy, this echelon in every moment and situation. Make it interesting if it isn't for you already. Story. I'm not done. <laughs> Have you forgotten how to creative brainstorm? You should be able to creative brainstorm through anything, toward anything. Do it for money and for fun. Open run. Setting pamphlet, organizing form, wrestling tides, screaming ocean, fly beyond non-change, rub the beach, oh Corey, a different hand, smooth but old and wily, like a particular scent, only in the green yard, go there and risk an update, risk an update, risk an update. <laughs> there was a lot. Yeah, <laughs> that had a very it felt open flow during yeah, that moment. Yeah, it was it was really beautiful and poetic, like you were saying. It felt like you were following whatever came to you in the moment, like whatever you felt compelled to write, you wrote, and you didn't like hold back. I was um, creative flow state, one hundred percent. Like when it, yeah. when you're in that those moments, at least for me, I I know I'm there, and I just let it run because there. You can't turn it off or it'll go away. So I'm like at, at the top of the world, at the highest, the highest levels of brainwave. That's that's where I'm at. I just mm, let it come out of that age. Yeah, rub, it was real. Rub the beach. Rub so I know, right? <laughs> Did it make? How'd that make you feel? I loved that one. For me, I just like the like what is happening. Rubbing the beach. <laughs> it just reminds me of how I, I love the beach and just going and laying in the sand, whether it's reading a book or writing poetry or just listening to the ocean waves and. I just feel my hands and fingers like coursing, like going through the sand and just feeling enveloped by it. And I don't know, it felt it's like it's like a very comforting thing for me in a, mm -hmm. in a way. Um, 
but like you're just soaking in in the earth kind of like that's how it makes me feel yeah wow it's very very creative interesting that you brought in rick rubin there um what what time of day are you writing this oh i don't know i used to write the times of day and i just stopped at some point and now i could never tell you because yeah. i just random entries <laughs> right yeah yeah that's interesting was it after was it like i'm just curious what sparked the creative juice like was it after hearing something was it like i just I, I, were you creating something what's the slight additional context there i'm sure i i was probably reading the audiobook of rick rubin's book rubin yeah here. the creative act yeah i mean i don't know for sure but I said I was listening to Rick Rubin. Maybe I was listening to an interview or something. I don't know. But sometimes I just get like one thing sparks something and then I, I have to stop doing what I'm doing and go start writing. And then that writing just enveloped mm-hmm. and exploded on yeah. the page. Once it, once it started snowballs. What was the last three words that you said? Um, risk and update, which I felt like is such a beautiful tech metaphor for growing yourself. Like take a risk to update your person and become better and bigger and whatever else. And I I feel that that needed to be repeated three times, risk and update, like just go for it. Just risk it. Just do it. Update yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I love that metaphor. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Thanks for listening. All right. What what do you got? Let's, let's go Gregory. I'm excited. Okay. We're going to ping pong. Um, Nothing like that <laughs> in terms of, I have some that are like maybe down that avenue. Um, I don't know if this is like, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm kind of going chronologically through these. Um, most of everything that I'm sharing has been within the past year. Um, but I have done like some journaling prior to that, but I've lost a lot of those journals. And the ones that I have kept on to and when I really started taking journaling seriously has been mostly within the past year. So cool. that's where a lot of this is coming from. I wish I had nine years of stuff to draw from. That would be so cool. But uh, I'm looking forward to being able to do that in a decade from now. Um, sure. Cool. So it's uh, December 28th, 2022. I spent this morning thinking about my birth, scrolling through an old picture book of me as a baby with my mom and dad. I was an ugly baby, a fat baby. Sure, cute from a certain perspective, but ugly objectively. And that's okay. I was sorry. I was reminded of my fragility at birth. I was born four weeks early and spent eight days in the ICU. I almost didn't make it. I was born into this world, and I um, and I opened my eyes. I took my first breath. I experienced existence. I'm thankful this moment happened. I'm thankful that my younger self was strong and wanted to live so badly that I did. I continued doing so. I'm thankful for my birth and my past self for giving me the opportunity to experience everything I have so far. A podcast, Humorman Lab with Jocko, reminded me that actions I take today shape the reality my future self will find himself in, which is extremely powerful if you think about it. I think this is perfect timing because I want to have better clarity for what I want out of my existence in the next year of my life. Where do I want to be in a year from now? I want to be alive. I want to be healthy. I want to be stress-free. I want to give and receive love every day. I want to be so much smarter. I want to be more creative. I want to be more confident. I want to be living in the present. I want to be further along in my career. I want to be continuously improving. I want to feel centered. 
I want to be funnier and less serious. I want to loosen up and be able to enjoy every day. Yeah. Nice. Thanks for sharing that. I like the beginning where you decided to go back to the start of life instead of just trying to get into this grind of like, I want to, I need to become better. I need to be the person I am right now isn't good enough. Instead, you like went back to the very beginning and thought about the entire experience of life. I think that's a really positive and healthy yeah. way to get it. Definitely. That was great. Thank you. I appreciate it. Something else, I love lists. So a lot of my journal entries are just like tons of lists of things that I'm thinking or whatever it might be. So I might have some themes there as I continue going. But yeah, love looking at old pictures of myself. It was cool. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to start my chronological order, I guess, now as well. I started in 2014. I have some earlier ones, but um, this was a really fun one because I started traveling in 2011, but I hadn't gone that many places. But in 2014, I moved to Italy to teach uh, this family's um, kid English. And the the family, like the mom and her son, came out to meet me as I mm. just took the train in to Torino, Italy. And I wrote June 26, 2014. When I arrived in Turin yesterday, Isabel gave me a four-leaf clover that she had found while waiting for me. And this was because the the like host mom that was having me there she had found this four-leaf clover in this big patch and it was a nice rare occurrence and she's just saying like how how lucky and lovely it is that like we found this right when we we're waiting for you this is a good sign a good omen that you're coming here with us um and then i wow. go on to say for dinner we all drove to chieri to meet friends we saw churches from the 1400s everyone gathered and had pasta and italian appetizers in a magnificent square <laughs> it was just like this really nice memory that I have now of like going there for the first time. I never, I had no idea what Italy was like. And I, I get greeted by this beautiful family. And then we go out, like meet a bunch of their friends and we just eat Italian appetizers for hours sitting in this like amazing marble square. And it wow. was just as picturesque as you would imagine it would be. <laughs> That's so lovely. Uh, I can, uh, how much, do you remember some of the individual like food, food or appetizers that you had? I just remember like olives, prosciutto there was a lot of oh, interesting so nice. flavors some some a little bit of spicier things here and there um mm -hmm. and i have felt I so have two, welcomed that's awesome yeah and i have two more quick entries from my time in torino which i wrote down i'll just go through those um june 29th 2014 i'm standing in piazzo san carlo in torino i just drew a picture below in which i'll put up in the edit this is what i'm looking at Ten thousand people all dressed in white gathered for a dinner party in the square it was inspiring to see. And I drew this like really beautiful landscape picture of what I saw, which was amazing. I, I've never seen it in another country. Everybody dresses in pure white and they just dance and eat for hours and once a year in this celebration. Um, and I ended up making a board game about this actually. So it's called Turin Market, which I published. And mm. the people from there's like a board game group in Turin and they, they couldn't get enough of it. Like when they heard all the story of what had happened, they didn't know I was actually there. And <laughs> there's this nice connection <laughs> I got with, with some people there. Um, and then the last entry for there, I wrote July 6, 2014. I'm drinking cappuccino with the devil in Gijo on Via Po. Later back home, done with him. I'm losing motivation and not enjoying myself like I should. Then begs the question of telling 
the family I'm staying with or waiting out for a week or so. So far, my experience has told me to be expressive. If I don't, I will suppress my feelings and relief will only come with radical change. And this was a, I wanted to include this because it was a nice mem like remembrance that I'm human and there's no matter how much fun and interesting your life might be, you'll still have these levels where you'll question things or you'll like miss home. This was kind of my missing home for a minute and questioning like, why exactly am I here and what's what am I doing in life and everything? But that was just a fleeting moment. And I went on to have many more great experiences in Italy. But I, I just wanted to include it because not everything is as beautiful as it could be if you don't keep that present idea in your mind that you're, you're like having a really special experience. So just wanted mm -hmm. to share that. Anyway. Yeah, I feel like when you don't take the time to reflect back on like where you've come from and return like back to your roots in a way like there's you've been on a long journey and mm -hmm. when especially when it's been years and years you realize like how many steps have had to occur how many things had to unfold to get you to where you're at today and when you are able to put yourself back like, in the past it shows how, just the stark contrast between where you're at today and where you were a long time ago and I think it makes you appreciate where you're at in your journey a bit more. And yeah, I think that's definitely. Cool. Thank you for sharing. I, I want to go to, I want to go to Italy now. It's on my list. <laughs> I'm sure you are. <laughs> um, cool. Let's see. I think this is pretty good. Um, January 18th of this year. Um, I want to explore the concept of time in my art, the relentless entropy of it all. The only way to enjoy it is to let go of it, to let go of thinking about the present, but instead think about what is happening in the present. Swim in the vibrance of what is in front of you. This will increase the speed at which the world moves around. It's like being in the flow for hours, only to realize a whole day has passed you by. To live is to speed up time. To live is to increase the details you remember about the present. And to remember more is to create the feeling of a long life well lived. I'm thankful I feel pretty good today. I haven't felt this rested in a while. I'm thankful for my place, my office, Zoe, my roommate, my past courage to turn my life around before it was too late. Hmm. Nice. I like that. Thank you. Your, um, yeah. What's that last line? Your pat, my past courage to turn my life around before it was too late. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Want to thank yeah. me for doing me. For doing <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, there's a lot of like themes of growth within this past year for me. And I, chose a lot of the journal entries based off of where I was a year ago because I started to declare things that I where I wanted to be a year later and that's kind of like where I'm at right now in my life and it's like okay did I achieve what my past self wanted from me that am I still thinking along those same lines it's like a very interesting time to start to reflect on some of these journal entries um anyway that's my next cool. one I like it um, do you want to do another or should I jump into one? I can do another. That was pretty short. Um, yeah, this was exactly one month later on February 18th. Cool. Um, I came to a few conclusions yesterday. I've never truly loved myself. I've always thought I wasn't good enough because every person I've ever loved has moved on to someone else. I've been cheated on so many times. And that's created deep-rooted insecurity. 
Instead of cultivating self-love, I focused on my career, worldly success. I bought a nice car and nice things to impress people I don't know, seeking external validation. But enough of that. I'm a miracle, a beautiful creature, and I am enough. My character is enough, and I'll continue to cultivate that. I'm thankful for Graves' disease because it pulled me out of the vicious loop, drowning myself in substances. There's a way, there's a better way, more colorful way to approach life. And I want to help move people to discover this, to help people out of the darkness. My why is love. There are two things I must do every day for the rest of my life. One, love myself, live life for me. Two, love others and help others cultivate self-love, normalize self-love, make it easier, live life for the world beyond me. Nice. That was great. That was, oh, there's the hardest thing in, in life and journaling, I think, is looking at the traumas and the struggles and then getting over that egoistic response or whatever it is, that hurtful response, that fear response mm. and finding the truth in it and how it actually helped you see a new version of yourself. That was, that's so hard to do. It's interesting though, because a lot of my journaling practice has been shifting my expectation of confronting truth to be what was previously considered maybe something that was very uncomfortable or hard to do, but has turned it into a way of feeling freer and being able to let go to some extent and takes pressure off of me. There's a mm -hmm. certain beauty in being able to be radically honest with yourself and your past traumas. It sets you free. Like that is a saying, truth sets you free in a way. And it's super true because this instance, you actually start writing and you write that hard truth. It comes out of you. The tension melts it releases and you can move forward it's all all of the hard part about it i think is in the anticipation in in, in the confrontation but like the confrontation itself is actually the best thing for you and was maybe hard for a moment but as soon as you go if you, as soon as you eclipse that peak mm -hmm. it starts it's like it's just growth from there yeah that's a good way to a really good way to express that Thanks for, for sharing that deep entry. That was, yeah. I feel, I felt, I felt your, your personal growth in, in that mm -hmm. statement. So that was great. Thank you. All right. Your turn. All right. I'm going to, I have a lot of entries and some of them are like a sentence. So I'm just going to like that run through six of cool. them and we're just going to see what we feel about them after. <laughs> okay. Um, October 26th, 2014. Bat flying simulator. You play a bat and you fly around at night and you could have echolocation mode or you could have standard mode. November 10th, 2014. Change is what motivates me. January 26th, 2015. A dream. I'm flying fast close to the ground on zip lines. This is a real dream that I had. But worried about dangerous creatures coming out of the forest. Next thing I know, there's a shelter up ahead. A giant brown bear runs toward me. 
but then a huge white wolf runs past me from behind. I get afraid, but then see the animals turn into humans. Are they who I've been traveling with? Next I wake up, and I see birds. Three or four are hiding in a small shelf close to me. I'm realizing these birds are what I was scared of all along, but they're actually nice, and I'm happy to live in harmony with them. Wow, that was beautiful. Yeah, I didn't. I had no memory of that whatsoever. But when I read it today, I was thinking, like, this is that is a point of irrational fears, and the fears of nature, especially when you're in nature, you like when you're out camping mm-hmm. and you hear wolves howling or whatever. I used to get freaked out by that, but now I kind of get excited and happy about it because like, whatever is going to happen is going to happen. But I just feel so primal and in tune with it. Yeah, so that's I what like I was that going to say. It it really takes you back to those primal instincts. And a lot of people don't really feel that often. It's good to get out there and feel a little, not scared. I don't know if that's the right word, but maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, it's nice. All the fears turned into friendship. Like they, they started yeah. as fears and, and morphed, which I thought was a really yeah. beautiful way to look that's at good. it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'll read a couple more. They're quick. <laughs> May 15th, cool. 2015. Aim for what you love. May 23rd, 2015. Today is Scavatokyo. George and I made a crazy list of tasks we have to accomplish before we head home, and we're going to walk from Asakusa to Shinjuku. So this was like this annual thing I started doing with my friend George from New Zealand. And we would walk from one end of the JR Yamanote line to the other in Tokyo, which basically means we're walking across the whole main city of Tokyo, which takes all day long. Usually it's like an eight to 10 hour event. And this time we had a list of 20 like scavenger things we had to do. Like we had to get, we had to get random girls to give us a piggyback ride race <laughs> across the field. Oh, like, wow. just and we, we, we did everything. You did it? it? Was, oh ah, yeah. We did everything. Like beautiful. we took photos of strangers. We like made stuff for people. We, it was a, an amazing experience that, which I highly recommend people do. How did you Something come up like with that. the things? Uh, so we decided we were not going to show each other, but we were going to write our 10 things and then we were going to just show up at a coffee shop at 7 a.m. and put them together. And that was going to be the list. So we had no idea what we were going to put down. I love how just spontaneous that is. I think that really plugs into the whole beauty of like the human experience in a way. Just uh, it's and it's just so full of energy. You have to keep going and you have to get out of your comfort zone. And I feel like you, you probably experienced a lot of growth in that one day, too. And you're because oh, you're yeah. doing so many things like that memory itself is probably super vivid, which is. I, I think that's a beautiful idea. I would. I don't know if you're down down for it, but if we are open to some version of that, doing that, I'm always in Norway. That would be, yeah. be really cool. Well, it's gonna be cold in Norway. Maybe we should go somewhere warmer first. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> we, I'll do it. I'll do it. But it's gonna be a different experience for sure. <laughs> that's the whole point. It could okay. be different. <laughs> nice. Thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's see what I got. I just feel like all my journals are super deep <laughs> now. <laughs> like, uh, goodness. Um, I am a student. Life is my teacher. Oh, sorry. March 5th. Um, I am a student. Life is my teacher. The second I think I know it all is the second I lose to my ego. It is the humble and infinite pursuit of knowledge that creates a fulfilling life. I must live every day to better understand myself, others, skills, and concepts. Not so I'll ever understand anything at all, but for the sake of soaking in the pure richness that life has to offer. The more I know, the less I know, but the learning sure was beautiful. 
No matter what I do, who I become, I will be forgotten. Ego, listen, you will die one day and there is nothing you can do about it. No matter what, this ends. So stop worrying about it, about it all. It's okay to be as significant and unsignificant as you are. All that matters is that we love me and enjoy the ride while we can. I'm grateful for my insignificance and the beauty of experience. You know what I like the most about that? I do this exercise a lot myself as well, which you did. You frame something and you look it straight in the face and you see if it's actually in your control or not. And if it's not, then it's so obvious what you should do. Stop worrying about it. <laughs> if, you <Right>. can't, <laughs> if you can't change something, you're literally just wasting your time, hurting yourself, trying to to like think your way through it. And it's such a waste of energy. Yeah. Yeah. And I also love that like you, you had this beautiful moment of confronting the ego in that way and accepting death. And even though I feel that acceptance of death, it, like we know that we have these kind of differing feelings about sure. maybe what if death will happen or not. Like for me, I don't know, but it's the same outcome either way. Like I can do everything I can to be as healthy as possible. Trying to decide if I'm going to change death or not is not going to change the outcome of death. It's just, mm -hmm. I can work toward potentially not dying, but you can have this <laughs> say like this differing view and both of us will not affect death. Like it doesn't. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. There's no There's reason a core truth it. here. Yeah. That yeah. all humans have to like, there's an inevitability at a certain point. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for sharing that. That was good. Yeah, of course. Uh, okay. Let's see where I am. Oh, this one was interesting. June 10th, 2015. How broad is my scope? Coffee, hygiene, lifestyle, friendship, survival, progression, success, love. These are listed in order to show how the focus of life can become more and more specific to the point of forgetting the big picture. Coffee starting at the smallest innermost section and love being the biggest and outermost. It is the importance that I keep these things in balance and remember to give equal importance and thought. So this was just a nice mm. way for me to remind myself that I get hyper-focused on things. And I also am constantly shifting my priorities and my interests in so many different levels. And a lot of the time it's so granular, right? Like I get yeah. so deep into every possible element of how you could make a cup of coffee. But then I'm like, right, I'm forgetting that like I need love in my life and that's more important. So you're <laughs> real, right. Like... right. <laughs> that's a really good reflection. Um, being able to like step outside yourself and understand your, uh, I want, I'm not, I wouldn't say like weaknesses per se, but you understand yourself and you're confronting that like you're you're making yourself very aware of that and it's like super constructive to help like give yourself the tools and a reminder to be able to live the life and to live the life that is going to make the most of who you are as a person i think <laughs> yeah that's great do you mind reading the list one more time now that i understand the broader context of the, the order yeah uh, and this was my list in 2015. It wouldn't be mine today, but here right. we go. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Coffee, hygiene, lifestyle, friendship, survival, progression, success, love. Even now reflecting on that, I'm kind of surprised order. by my list. <laughs> what surprises you? I think it's that I slotted 
like lifestyle and friendship outside of like progression, like survival is outside of, is like at a lower priority than, than progression. Friendship is at a lower priority than progression. These things yeah. would be above progression for sure today. And that, that I think that one mm-hmm. shocked me that success as well was above friendship, survival and lifestyle. And like yeah. hygiene is also like only above coffee. What was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also interesting because I don't know exactly what was going on in your mind at that time, but Like some of those, are, there's overlap there. And it's interesting how you're maybe defining success there because you're choosing to write success versus progression versus friendship and lifestyle. Like I define, I would define success success or a metric of success as as having friends and having a quality lifestyle and That's true. surviving, right? And there's, so there's overlap there. So I'm not sure. sure exactly how pointed what that success looked like for you in that time either, but it's interesting either. how you slotted it. Yeah, that's a Thanks good for sharing. Point. Yeah, yeah. Um, should I go another one, or do you got one ready? I have one ready, but you're happy, you're more than welcome to go do one more. I'll just throw this quick one in. Go for June eleventh, twenty fifteen. Everyone is always watching you. The devil and the angels are watching you, so you have to shoot straight for your passions and let the rest come to you. Read that again. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Everyone is always watching you. The devil and the angels are watching you. So you have to shoot straight for your passions and let the rest come to you. I think what I meant by that was that no matter what, you'll always be judged. You'll always be praised and you'll always have these outer influences in your life. So the best you can do and the the right thing to do, I would say for, for myself at least, is to shoot for my passions and just let the rest happen mm-hmm. in some ways. Yeah. That's a really beautiful sentiment. I think there's so much truth in that, but at the same time, I think nobody's paying attention to you. <laughs> in a well, yeah, way. for sure. For sure. Right? It's like we everybody's watching are, you. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. it's like, what perspective are you writing from? Because I think it definitely feels like everybody's judging you or praising you. And I think to some extent, when you come into contact with people, you are going to, ha- that is going to manifest itself. But mm-hmm. 99% of the time, no one's actually thinking about you at all. So For they're sure. thinking about themselves. We're all thinking about ourselves. So um, yeah. the fact that both of those are true, like just further cements the concept that you should just do whatever you, feels right to you. Like follow yeah. your, your, yourself. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for sharing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, this is uh, March 16th of this year. If I sit quietly... I can hear the roar of traffic out of, my, out of my third story office window. My home office, that is. My toes are curled into soft high pile carpet that I have, or sorry, that I love. It provides a comforting ground to stand on. Zoe is laying down behind me, sleeping, I think. The Infinite Game by Simon Sinek is on the uh, right of my desk. And John left for Whistler this morning as the sun is shining bright. Spring is near. I can taste it. I've been staring at the sticky notes on the wall to the left of me, glancing at those dangling from my monitor. They are good reminders, saying, this can all end today. Live in the moment, because that's all you have. I've ordered a new cologne. I hope it's, uh, I hope this, uh, it smells like, or it suits me. I'm really looking for a new signature scent. It's time to move on from Chanel. I can't believe I wore that for so long. (laughs) (laughs) That's a pretty great take. But I'm a different person. (laughs) Um, 
I don't know if I should keep going. Uh, I, I actually I do. I want to say this. So the other thing on my mind is my mom and telling her that I am not religious like she is. Deep down, I think she already knows it. Before I tell her, I want to give her an out. I'm going to ask her if she wants an authentic relationship with me. If she says no, then that's all I need to know. Otherwise, I'll start to open up. My mom doesn't process these types of things well. So the first conversation, we can start small. Having an open, honest relationship is something I'm ready for, but she likely isn't. To build this relationship will be a journey, not one conversation. I'm thankful for the sunshine, my health, and my mom. Nice. I th- oh, that's <laughs> what a wild trip from the beginning. Of the I know. My, <laughs> okay, this is the thing. When I read my journal entries, I realize that there's so much that goes on in them. Like I'm knocking things out. Like on a, you know, I have certain things on my mind that day, and I'm trying to get it all out. And there's no actual narrative <laughs> to any of it. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes there is, but. Yeah, <laughs> I don't mean this as a knock at all, but like I, I sometimes I equate that because I'm reading through mine as well when I'm like in my pre 25 phase and I think mm-hmm. like my, my frontal cortex wasn't there and I can see like sometimes I just said stuff and it was like amazing. <laughs> I'm not thinking this is what you're doing, but I kind of yeah. enjoy I enjoy that element. Like I'm, I, I, I feed <laughs> off of that youth feeling of, of just not double checking yourself all the time. Bear, just rip it all down and just say what you want to say. Like it's great. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of that, for sure. But that was, how do you feel about the depth of confronting the unknown in a important relationship with someone? I mean, that's such a difficult thing to do. And it's hard to yeah. share with people because I think that vulnerability, the chance of it not going the way that you want is is almost overwhelming because it's not worth the risk in some ways, right? That's how yeah. I think about it. I wrestled that for, with that for a long time because, I don't know, I, I, I started to like diverge in my religious beliefs um, like eight years before I ultimately had the, had the conversation, and this was before I did, and I ultimately did have the conversation. So I, I can speak to like past experience, like, you know, further on historical timeline, you know, have that context, but in the moment that was meant in this journal entry, I'm trying to wrestle with like, what is the right approach? And I don't even agree with what I wrote here, but, and I ultimately did things a little bit differently, but it started to stem from just at the end of the day, you have to think about like, what's going to be the, what's going to lead you to the, be the happiest and most fulfilled long-term. And for me, that was living life in the most authentic way possible for myself and others and being okay with being me. <laughs> and it was a really hard decision to make was like, do I think where the, where it came down was, do I want to be happy and feel free to be me? Or do I want to keep her feeling comfortable and her not have to wrestle with hard, you know, concepts of me not being like her or thinking the same things that she does. And so I had to choose my happiness long-term or her peace and comfort long term um and i don't know if said that's entirely true because like i was under the assumption that by her knowing the truth that she couldn't be happy right Right. but i think after going through it in the moment you just don't know like you don't know how they're gonna react so you kind of assume the worst like maybe this truth is going to break us apart and we aren't gonna have an authentic relationship moving forward and like it's never gonna be the same so you have to worry about those things but Mm -hmm. 
I think when in doubt, you seek truth and you do that for yourself. You, you, you make the decisions to live your most authentic way. And there is some selfishness to that, but I think if, I think you have to play it that way because it's your life and I would have ultimately regretted dying or her dying without actually knowing the real authentic me. Hmm. Truth sets you free. It really does. So even if it wasn't going to be like a perfect relationship um, moving forward, at least it would have been real. And I think that's what matters at the end of the day. That's nice. I like that sentiment. That's actually my 2024 resolution. I always, I stick to my resolutions. I'm very serious about them. Um, this year was like working out and doing this morning routine and I've done it every single day. Uh, haven't great. gone off base. So whatever I say for 2024, like I'm serious about it. And mine is to live at the authentic me that I am and do things based, make decisions based off of that. So I think that's a great insight mm -hmm. and I'm glad you've gotten there already. Well done. <laughs> In certain ways. <laughs> there's, there's always progress <laughs> to be made, but yeah. Definitely. All right. I'm going to shift gears to a less, this was like a <laughs> photo shoot idea. Some of my stuff, I'm a very visual and artistic person. So a lot of it is just random snippets of, moments or things happening. This was for a photo shoot. I just had this vision for a photo shoot. So I wrote down June 25th, 2015. Um, Hedda is my partner, by the way. Hedda and I will be wearing tattered white off clothes. Hers a ripped panel of fabric wrapped and connected. I will wear white off pants with rips and burns all over. We'll have coffee stains all over our bodies and our hair will be braided in the exact same way. We will take it in a place that feels like hell. <laughs> I have, a, I don't know why I visioned like that. But yeah. <laughs> I think I woke up and had that vision in a dream or something. And I just wrote it down. Like, I want to do this as a photo shoot. Cause I was, I don't know. That's awesome. You know, <laughs> How'd it turn out? Oh, I, we didn't take that exact one, but we took some other okay. ones. We took one of like pouring juice on our heads in a weird setting that turned out really cool. Just like orange splashing carrot juice all over the place. And anyway, yes. <laughs> uh, I love it. Yeah. Okay. Some short ones. July 17th, 2015. I'm smarter than money. July 18th, 2015, believe in people. July 19th, 2015, crazy weeks, crazy night, nights, but none of it matters because I'm in love. And now I'm sipping iced coffee, listening to Bjork. <laughs> wow, which is bliss. <laughs> Out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. August 10th, 2015, about to go paragliding in Japan. If I don't come back, I love everyone and I've had a great life. <laughs> <laughs> You never know. Yeah, uh, I think this, this encapsulates all of like my adventures in Japan. This was all in Japan, and I, I had this. I was just riding the high, like living living in Japan on my own. We had our own apartment. Like there was just mm -hmm. great stuff going on, and I like made a new friend. We went paragliding in Hiroshima together, and we're just living at the edge of exploration and fun. And that that's what it was encapsulating. Uh, so I just, yeah, that makes me tingle. Like just the energy, the the energetic nature of it. Like, I'm just curious, how was paragliding? I oh, was so, so to do that. So amazing! I took my film camera with me, and I took shots while I was paragliding. And I have these amazing film photos. I'll I'll share some. Maybe I'll put them up. I'll show you later. But they're like one. There's this forest in this this hillside, and there's this like secret little local graveyard of this farming community up there that you could only see from the sky. For example, like you would never know how to get there otherwise, and. There was just mm -hmm. really beautiful insights, like rolling hills of rice fields 
and it was in the countryside. So the people that took us, they just do it for fun as a hobby and they just take people sometimes. It was, it was a beautiful experience. I highly recommend it. <laughs> you feel so free, don't you? Yeah, you do. And you, you don't realize either when you're taking off, at least I didn't, that you go and then you go up in the air above where you take off because if the wind currents are going up, you can like ride them in different ways. So it, unlike parish, per, um, when you, when you jump out of a parachute, why can't I think of the word? Jump out of a plane. You skydive. <laughs> yeah, skydive. Unlike skydiving, which I've also done. I don't know why I can't think of that. Um, paragliding, you're like riding the momentum of the wind currents on the earth. And so as you get closer and further away from different points, you're like pulled up more quickly or you dive in different ways. And so the G-forces and the way that you're moving around is just completely different. It was really I amazing. never thought about that. That sounds very spontaneous too. So it was. It. That's cool. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Mm -hmm. Any more from your time in Japan? A lot. Should I read a couple oh, more? Okay. <laughs> I mean, if you want. Yeah, I'll read... Uh... I'll read some more. August 13th, 2015. I feel compelled to write about spreading love, compassion, and understanding in this world. There's enough hate. I can't see you, but I will love you. Keep in mind always that others need our understanding and support. And then there was a note that I had glued in from my one of my closest friends, Mina, who's Japanese. And she said, we're going to happy places and never ending, which I thought was a beautiful sentiment and because her english isn't perfect she always says things in such a poetic way the way that mm. she uses english it just every time it just blows my mind because it's like this abstract metaphor but it's still straight on point this was one of yeah. those <laughs> read that one more time um we are going to happy places and never ending we're going to happy places and never that's so it was great. It's lovely. It's, it's, uh, I don't know how to describe it. Uh, never ending. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. We'll leave that with food for thought. Why don't you, uh, lead us in with another one? Yep. Sorry. I get, uh, this actually is a good segue. I just get, uh, mesmerized by really good poetic lines, but, um, this was, uh, early April. So I really enjoyed the slam poetry last night. It was great to hear other poets can learn so much about them in a matter of seconds. It's raw. It's real. While there are people very different from me within this, like within the place that I was at, those are my people. The ones that can handle the truth, that are vulnerable. They talk about real shit and hate small talk too. <laughs> I'm excited to go back on April 10th. I want to write and prepare three poems. Something I noticed was that most of the poets were directed poems were directed at the speaker or someone they knew. It was not directed at the audience. I think I have important learnings to share, but I should do so in a more subtle, beautiful way. Not a lot of the poems rhymed. There were some. I think the best were a mix of both. Plays on words, create beauty, helps cement them into memory. It is okay to speak in grandiose terms, but the care of the piece should be, but the core of the piece should be tangible, real, raw, practical. I really enjoy poetry. It's time to lean in. I am thankful for poetry and slam events. I vibe there. Nice. I love going to slam events too. I've been to a few 
around different places in the world and vibes <laughs> yeah. are always different but they're like <laughs> different in fun ways <laughs> definitely you never know what's going to happen but i just love the community of poets in general especially when you go to some events because it just cuts straight through the bullshit of like everyday small talk and it's not like small talk there is a point to it i enjoy it to some degree in society but like i really love getting to the raw stuff and people are just spewing out really raw stuff and um, you get to see the inside of someone's soul or their experience in a really deep, profound way. And you don't even know their name sometimes. And it's just, I don't know, that's really inspiring to me. And I, and so I think that's why I really like lean into poetry. But it was my first time that I went to one and um, I was just really inspired to then start to like think through poems I could write for myself. And I was, it was more of like an analyzed poem or an analyzed journal entry where it's like, Oh, what did I learn from this event? How can I take some parts of what I liked and didn't like and start to draw inspiration from other really good poets? Nice. I love that. Um, I'm going to, I am really excited to share some poetry that I wrote because I forgot that I wrote a poem every day in one of my journals and oh, wow. I found, I found some really cool ones in there that I, I mean, I forgot I even did that, but then when I read through it again, I was like, whoa, what did I write that? <laughs> um, <laughs> Good insight. So we'll, I'm going to like get through some of these other ones that are on the way there okay. and we'll just let go people pause the video or soak them in if they want. But here I go. <laughs> August 18th, 2015. They are now placing flowers and reading notes that the people left for the departed. Missing someone is a privilege because it means that you love them. August 30th, 2015. We've landed in Dublin. I made it home, Grandma. It's great to be back where my great-grandma immigrated from a hundred years ago. That was like a really cool moment because I had no idea what to expect. And my, my great-grandma was 100% full Irish and she immigrated to America. And so my grandma had a lot of stories from when she was a kid. It was cool. Anyway, it's just, I love to think back through generations like that and being able to experience it again when you're like not part of that culture anymore, but then you feel this mm -hmm. connection to it is super special. Um, September 6th. 2015. Sometimes when I have blueberry or dark colored things on my hands and I'm wearing black pants, I just wipe them on my pants because you can't see them anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> November 11th, 2015. If there's a simple state in life, it's how I am around the people who I feel no judgment from. December 12th, 2015. Short blonde hair with faded gray highlights. A light gray beanie, golden triangles upside down on thin gold chain earrings, clean, slightly pastel, light colored makeup around the eyes. January 7th, 2016. Cultivate and embrace uncertainty. December 13th, 2016. Take apart Mondays. 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. Reassemble some products. So this was like me deciding I should do this thing. And then I actually went on for another six months or so. And once a week, I would go to like a thrift shop, find an old electronics or weird thing that I liked. And I would take every single piece apart about it off of it and lay it out as a meditative experience. Mm. And then I would put it back together. And then I would write an entry about what the experience was like. It was really, really eye opening. Like I did not expect to find so much joy in it. But because you have to like compartmentalize all these things without losing them and also try to figure out how things come apart and what they're all made of and the materials, it was a really cool 
experience. I recommend people try it even just once. Um, was I think therapeutic in some ways. I don't. I'm not exactly sure why, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. What was that? Can you give me a, a more specific example? Um, one of them was this old Sony tape player, but it had like took the little mini tapes and that one, like when you get in there, there was like a thousand components and it was really small all. And there were so many little metal joints because it was mechanical that had to fit together. Mm -hmm. And as you're going through, like it, I think it, it took probably like an hour and a half just to get them all apart because they're so intricately connected and you just don't think about how much engineering and time goes into making a product that's that simple, but right. it only exists for a short amount of time. Nobody uses them anymore, really. And it was just like a a special insight into the, the amazingness of the human brain and what we've accomplished. Things are, I think some of the most simple things are actually really some of the most complicated things. And <laughs> being able to uncover that and and at a really visceral level, I can see how it can be kind of a meditative experience and you start to appreciate things a bit more. Definitely. All right. Go for it, Gregory. Take us away. All right. Cool. Um, Mid-April. Um, one, create. Two, move. Three, learn. Four, connect. Five, appreciate. Six, contribute. These are the six things that if I do every day, I'll feel that the day was successful. Sure, I may miss one or two every now and then. Those days will still be days well spent. But I want to make sure that there aren't too many days in a row where I don't check all six. Create. Maybe it's this journal entry, a podcast episode, a poem. Maybe it's videos or whatever it might be. Move. Running, yoga, hiking, rock climbing, weightlifting, walking. Learn, read nonfiction, listen to a podcast, take an online course, do research in the pursuit of a project, connect, speak to people, work colleagues, friends, go on a date, go on an outing, take a yoga class, do kickball, go to a slam poetry event. Appreciate nature, the day, my health, everything. Remember to take nothing and nobody for granted. Tell my family and friends I love them. Meditate, reflect, etc. I have so much, even though I have uh, that I've lost. I'd rather be alive with the circumstances I have today and work to make the most of my ingredients than to not be alive at all. Contribute. I want to build something bigger, make the world a healthier place, inspire, self-love. My journal, my blog, a book, podcast, my career, a mission. Maybe life form. <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> um, a YouTube channel, <laughs> my own business, other people's lives, and happiness, contributing to all these types of things. I'm so thankful for the sun, the warming air, the here and the now. It's beyond beautiful. Dude, I was like vibing to that. Like there was some deep house music in my head while you were reading that. <laughs> you started those six steps. That was like the design process, but like you, we were like plugging things in. We were like bumped. Yeah, we were getting shit done. <laughs> yeah, and, <you're, laughs> and then you're like reading through it. I felt the flow. Like I had this song playing in my head the whole time. It was beautiful. <laughs> uh, that's so awesome. Yep. Six things. And I am glad to say that I get all of those six things done. Like I really reflected on it. I was like, what fulfills me? Like what is a successful day versus a non-successful day? And it's when I have those six things. 
Um, so yeah, really glad I took the time to reflect on that and make it a priority. That's awesome. You are the design process. Well done. You did it. I love that. Um, okay. Getting crazy again. April 13th, 2017 crouching basket, hidden laundry. This game is about bluffing and auctions. I'm a game designer, so sometimes I just write down stuff, but I really like the title of this, <laughs> Crouching Basket, Hidden Laundry, because it's Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, but in the laundromat. <laughs> May 7th, 2017. Lion. Sitting in Lion next to Josh. This place of tranquility. I have new focus. Uh, and for anybody who doesn't know, Lion is a cafe in Tokyo from the mid-1800s that still exists in its first form and they now just built this like wall of speakers and they put records of classical music on and you're not allowed to talk or bring electronics in there and it's a very cool space I recommend love going like that that's cool mm -hmm. may 9th 2017 raise the dead don't betray values nothing lasts forever and we won't raise the dead without seeing the face underneath your skin i am at a crossroads the path ahead is clear however and all I needed was a compass. I've constructed one bigger and stronger. Let our values conquer the earth and save our souls. Fuck you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the, yeah, 100%. <laughs> what a great message. Yeah, it was... I love reading back through this stuff because, like, my head is somewhere else, but when I wrote this, I was in a space. Like, I was in tune with something. There was something there. Mm -hmm. Um... One, I'll, one more quick one, and then I'll jump to you. February 16th, 2018. Uncertainty. This is the only path to creativity. I, I do believe that sentiment to be true. I think in order to be creative, you have to embrace uncertainty. And if you can't do that, then you'll be missing a lot of what was available to you. That mm -hmm. creative process will will be like sectioning parts off because you're, you're too constructing your opportunities. Yeah, you need to to just embrace everything and let it all come mm -hmm. at full speed. <laughs> Harder. It's hard to do at some moments. Like it's a muscle you have to build to become more creative. You have to do it more and you have to catch yourself realizing, oh, I am artificially blocking something or ignoring something. And you have to really tune in. It's, it's difficult, but it, that's a pursuit I've been on. And I'm glad you shared that uncertainty. It's creativity. Yeah, 100%. Nice. All right. Uh, Mid-May, uh, I write you thousands of feet in the air, floating in the stratus clouds above mountaintops and the earth itself. I'm flying back east to Chicago on a business trip, and I can't wait to see my team. Chicago should be beautiful, and I plan for some morning runs along the Chicago shoreline. As I'm above the clouds, I'm reminded how small I am, how small Salt Lake City is. We are all specks of sand, living out lives as if we are the only ones to really exist. I'm reminded why I love the mountains, the jagged and perfectly perfect mountain summits. They evoke so much power, strength, stability, permanence. They are more permanent than I will ever be. And for that reason, I admire them. In a way, I envy them. But they should envy me. Because while I may be impermanent, I am alive. And I know that I exist. I am unmistakably the winner. <laughs> I'm thankful for the <laughs> I'm thankful for the Wright brothers and their ingenuity and innovation. Thankful to live in the time I do to see more of the world than my ancestors ever knew existed. I am thankful. Let's have a good trip. 
Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry I laughed, but I just love that line. It's like, good. <laughs> I, am un- I am undeniably the winner. I like <laughs> what, what a line. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Especially I took, made it into a competition. Anyway. Um, yeah, go it was for good, it. though. <laughs> I'm going to get to my poems, so I'm, I'm, I'm almost there. Cool. February 17th, 2018. And I, I always title my entries in all my journals. So, so usually I'll like read a word or a title. That's because that's usually how that unfolds. So the title was Meditation, The Release from Everything, The Defocus. That's what it meant to me at the moment, I guess. March 18th, 2018. Want. What do I want? Actually, truly want. I know. I feel it all the time. I see it and chase it. I deny it. I am unsure of it. And I hide from it. What I want is a house, a modern, clean, contemporary house with a tropical setting, a girl, an intellectual pursuit, an artistic, explorative pursuit, security for food. That's it. That's all. Nothing else. The rest could come, become apparent. So in that moment, Mm. I was just straightforward and honest that that, those are the things I wanted and everything else didn't matter. I like June 23rd. How hard was that? Do you remember how hard Uh, that was? I took a long time to, I guess, weed through the feelings of what I really wanted. And yeah. those, those get to the real raw foundational truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And later, I mean, it is always shifting. I would, that wouldn't be the yeah. same statement all the time, but right. it was very true for sure. When I wrote it, I felt that a hundred percent in my being, um, June 23rd, 2018 experience. It turned out to be the only thing that mattered. Everything else was just a byproduct. July 7th, 2018. When I wake up in the morning, I should feel the drive and excitement of the full possibility I have to be alive. If I don't feel that, I need to identify what I should be doing to realize it. I think that is a very good guiding light for anybody in life. If you aren't sure where you are or if you're not feeling great about life, like notice how you feel when you wake up, not just the feeling, but also like, are you excited about something or not? And if you're not like start searching immediately to find something that gets you excited in the morning, get, get something that makes you so happy. You want to get out of bed and go do it instead of laying in bed and just chilling. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Here's my first poem because I want to see what you think about it. January 21st, 2020. You have to read poems to poets in order to get, you know, ideas about what your poem is. Drop barrel fight, heated tundra in escapade. No, <laughs> uh, this one was just very visual and read it I one more time. Drop barrel fight, heated tundra in escapade. Hmm. There's a lot of, I don't know, I feel like there's a lot of, uh, what's the word? There's a, there's a rugged energy mm-hmm. to it. There's a primal, there's a, yeah, and there's something primal about that, that I really it's, like. It, it gave me my Utah, my Utah vibes, like my, mm. my heritage of growing up in the desert. Like that's the feeling in the summer. You just, yeah, that's an internal thing. You're like in this fight against the desert, but you're also, you love the desert and you live with it in symbiosis. And it's, it's this constant back and forth of like living and enjoying and loving nature, but also understanding that it can kill you along the Realizing way. Realizing how harsh and powerful it is. At yeah. the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a really good poem. Thank you. 
Want to read one right. more? Uh, yeah, I'll read one more one more poem. Okay. Speed geometry pathway, singing to our hearts. Zoom in to space. Nothing but the arts. Does that make you think of freedom and yeah, just being unhinged, like free to to follow whatever just to follow uh, or to lead or I don't know to, to just to, to stamp on new ground. Um, but with like, there's just a certain vigor to it. Um, there's excitement. Yeah. Are you there? Yeah, you hit off for a second, but you're back. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I like that. Not the the concept of like nothing but art. I don't know. It's such a beautiful thing to me. Like if that's and in a way, maybe that is all there is and everything is art and that's a way to look at the world. And I think it's a really great way to look at the world, but yeah, that sounds fun to me. I feel like I that's where the most humanness is and where I find most, most reju rejuvenated, rejuvenating experiences is sitting in that, in that type of poem. And if that's all life could be, if there was nothing but that, that would be a pretty blissful existence. I gotta say, I agree. Thank you for sharing. Nice, thanks for feedback. Okay, um, let's see if I want to read this one. <laughs> um, yeah, I like this one. Okay, uh, May May twenty ninth. I'm sitting on a rocking chair to the right of a warm flame. The air is crisp, clean, quiet. Besides the chirping of the birds on my left and my right, in front of me shines the sun. What a beautiful sunrise as the rays of light eclipse the green mountaintops on the other side of Fount Green Valley. The dew on the morning grass refracting the rays, glimmering so faintly. Zoe by my side, as happy as can be, able to roam free and just be. A teepee on my left, hardwood floors, really beautiful. Their design paying homage to the ancestors that once frequented these lands. Zoe and I went on a morning run. It was peaceful. I am... We found a stream where the sunrise hit it just right. It curved like an S. We saw cattle and the cattle saw us. In one moment, I was a bit afraid they were going to attack us, but Zoe and I are faster. I'm sipping on warm chocolate rooibos tea. We baked artisan pizza last night, margarita with chicken. The sauce was amazing since I used herbs for my garden and spinach and feta. I can't wait to cook up chicken souvlaki with potatoes, peppers, pita bread, tzatziki, and grilled fruit. Sounds um, so taste so, sounds so tasty. I am so hungry. Um, I should come back here sometime. It is so peaceful, and I am so thankful for this moment, this trip to disconnect. I spent a lot of time making some pretty big decisions last night. I'm ready to move on from Salt Lake. I will not be renewing my lease. This time next year, I will be living in Europe. It's time to live in the now, in the new. Stop rushing through life to end up somewhere, nowhere. But travel the world and take a breath, discover it, savor it, and find myself, discover myself, love myself in the process. I'm fully committed to this travel, to Vega bonding, 
I'm a vagabond and I'm living in novelty. I want to go to Europe and learn how to make great wine, discover great food, beautiful architecture, beautiful people and cultures. I want to learn um, to um, create amazing food, learn French, go and swim in the Mediterranean. My heart is being pulled there. I will follow my curiosity for as long as my heart um, keeps beating, and that is self-love. And I, yeah, I'll, I'll end there. <laughs> but I was on this like retreat, and uh, last May, and I went out for like a weekend, and it was really like a meditation retreat, kind of like with me and my dog, and. It was just absolutely beautiful. It was kind of like a glamping experience. And so I w was trying to like paint some of that imagery and just some of the experiences there. So I'd remember it, but I was just like very plugged into the present. I didn't have any of my devices or anything the entire weekend. And I really created that space for me to really think hard about what am I doing with my life and where do I want to move forward? And through a lot of that time, I was able to come to the conclusion that I want to go and see the world. And um, I started to like, start to form some of the foundations of like what I need to do to make that happen and what I would like to do. So, um, yeah. And some of those like desires have changed a little bit, but ultimately I'm on the path to, to doing that and being in Europe the same time next year. So I'm excited. Nice. I like, I relate very much to that idea of keeping the free flow going. I, I mean, I've traveled a lot and I think, those experiences have been very formative. And even if I don't have a specific goal in mind, I really enjoy looking back now, at least in my journals and these memories. And I see like, oh, I was in Italy, here I was in Thailand. Like, I remember when I was traveling and I was going through New Zealand on this road trip, like here is when I was in, in Australia. And there's just some nice feelings that get generated from that, that you don't get if you live in the same place all the time, at least for me. So I, mm -hmm. I think that's a good, it's good to listen to your curiosity in your heart. And if that, if your heart says you don't want to travel, that's its own thing. But if it's, if you're curious and you want to go somewhere, like, I think it's very, very helpful and useful. I agree. Nice. Thanks for sharing that. And you're on the way. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. February 11th, 2020. Terror with the foxes. He kissed her hand every day on the way back down. And these are just random poems. I don't know what exactly that one was, but it came out of me. So <laughs> that's great. That's the best one. Uh, March 3rd, 2020. Whom I love, what I do, where I roam, who I hug, what I seek, when I think, why I care, you I seek. I like that. It has a really good rhythm. Mm -hmm. March 15th, 2020. The frozen pond waits. For the spring to warm, its secrets anxious, compelled to escape. I just feel like, I like the, the every year, the anxiousness of life to just fruit and grow the fastest and become alive. Its potential is just waiting, and then like as soon as the first moment hits and it's free, it's it's like you can almost feel the tingling of those cells just like replicating themselves and growing towards the sun and becoming part of reality again i love it <laughs> it's beautiful image. Uh, this one i really liked so i'm curious i want to hear what you think about this april 3rd 2020 mountainous coffee shop i shall conquer thee give potent milk and steam me 
I love that. <laughs> um, give potent milk and steam me. I just, yeah, I love, <laughs> I feel like the mountain is like the coffee and you're like at this coffee shop, like on the mountain, the mountains made out of coffee beans or something. And you're just like, I'm here and I'm going to enjoy the coffee experience to the max. Like, give me the milk and steam me and like make me the coffee of my dreams. I just, there's something there. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i really like the surrealistic pull on that but, um you know what you want and i love about i love that like it's just you're calling it out and you're allowing yourself to soak in like a certain pleasure and i think that's great sometimes like just to steam me like you know so take it in 100 percent. like don't have mm -hmm. access go in fully i love it exactly and i'll be there like waiting and ready to just take whatever comes right like I, i'm yeah. i'm committed to this experience so do it 100 percent and don't hold back i love that mm -hmm. definitely thank you for sharing mm -hmm. okay do you have do you have um another one you want to share or my turn uh this is the last poem oh and then no then we'll go to you okay because there's no more poems after this march 17th 2020 convene on me plant a tree keep us going soft and free do you mind reading it one more time mm -hmm. convene on me plant a tree keep us going soft and free is this in relation to someone else i don't know because i just wrote it out of context so mm -hmm. convene on me i really like because it's so like nature inspired and I, I love the whole metaphor of being a tree and so forth and uh, letting yourself be soft and free is I think it maybe is paying homage to being adaptable and being free flowing like allowing yourself to take shape and become different like um when you're really rugged and like closed off, like, like it's like you're almost flowering in a, in a way and you're like allowing yourself to do that. Um, mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. That's a really, my fun. thought, my thoughts on it were at least now, I don't know what it did then, but like the convene on me, I think about convene on me and plant a tree is this, cycle of death and life coming back mm. in other words like combine with me and we'll put the or the decay or like the death of our bodies into a tree which will grow to keep us going soft and free into the like eternal renewal of life that's how i think about it i don't know <laughs> i like it i like it i like how there's a lot more meaning there than what meets the eye um Okay, take us away. All right. Go to the next one. Let's go. Um, we might need to pause, but I wanted to find one real quick. And we might need to cut this out, but I just need to find it real quick. I think I marked it, but... Do you want me to read another one while you're going? You can, you can just ignore me. Well, I, well, I don't <laughs> like to ignore you. Um <laughs> I feel like it'd be good with where we're going here. I feel like the card fell out, maybe. Okay, I'm gonna read I'm gonna read a quick one. April fourteenth, okay. twenty twenty two. Phoenix, 
Interesting how a fleeting short memory can intrigue you to relive it and you can find it entirely changed. There's just too much to know about a place, a thing, an idea. That string, flickering draw that pulls you forward to pursue. That is worth following. And I think I was trying to express that your expectations of reliving the past are not going to unfold in the same way, most likely, but it's still worth pursuing the curiosity of the moment if you want to try to relive it or you want to go make a new memory of a similar memory. Just seeing where it goes is okay, but it probably won't be the same that you think. So living through your past memories is maybe not the best. Oops, sorry. <laughs> I'm going to keep going until you find it. May 12th, 2022. The life operator. He reminds me to keep my perfectionism in check and be brave. Embrace failures. Gravity is needed for a plant to grow up. The life operator was my friend who had given me some coaching and guidance through the navigation of my life and what I wanted to be doing out of a personal enjoyment. He helped me find the North star of what is enjoyable and fulfilling versus what is just necessary or feels necessary. And then we read this last one, May 16th, 2022 eliminating complexity is a useful pursuit. I think that's, an interesting thought for me because I take it to heart maybe too much or I, I put too much weight on it, I think, sometimes because complexity is something that often holds me back from finding joy in my pursuits if things get too overwhelming or they're not simple enough for what I'm looking for then I lose track of what I'm doing and whatever I'm doing also just feels easier when the pursuit is simple and there's less complexity in it. So I try to eliminate complexity for my life as often as possible. And maybe that means compartmentalizing things. So I don't know if that's good or bad, but where you at Gregory, you got it. <laughs> All right. Thank you for filling the space and sharing yeah. <laughs> your wisdom. <laughs> um, okay. This is kind of all over the place, kind of like all my journals, but um, this is June 29th. I met Emma yesterday playing pickleball. She's a little younger, a philosophy major, and training to be an Olympic speed skater. She has French tattooed on her. She lives. She lived in Europe and was living in Amsterdam. She's a runner, cares about her health and other people. She is present, open, and honest. She's really cool, so honest, easy to talk to. I'm still trying to discern what our friendship could turn into, but I think we could become really great friends. She's from Chicago, moved here in January, is a religious per se, meditates often. I hope to hang out with her again soon. I'm proud of myself for stepping outside of my ego and not being afraid to ask the question, to, stand, to start the conversation, make a joke or two. It is so rewarding. I feel like I'm really becoming the person I want to be in this area, but I need to keep moving forward. Keep talking to more people. You never know who you're going to meet or what the moment could turn into. It is beautiful. 
I hope to deploy the skill I'm cultivating in Europe, and I want to build a uh, connection with a total stranger. I need to. It is amazing practice for my future travels. I also want to continue to lean into creativity. So I just wrote <laughs> random things, and there was moments in my journaling uh, that I would just do tons of random surrealistic concepts. And um, anyway, so today's was a flower sprouting from the tip of a jelly bean that is being held by the fingers of Alex from Target on top of a really large earthworm that is slivering across a sea of cookies and cream gelato. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Alex from Target? <laughs> you don't know Alex from Target? <laughs> what? It's like a really old... <laughs> It's like just a really old thing. Um, there was like a whole like trend thing. Alex from Target. Uh, like oh, a, I must have missed part of American culture. Social media thing. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, it's American culture from like a decade ago. <laughs> mm. Anyway, um, so I just like loved that. And it was, I, was, I was trying to find some stuff like that. Um, and that was the one I found in time, but it was cool. Uh, just like learning, leaning into like divergent thinking and um being willing to let your mind go in some really weird ways and like making that a practice and writing it down and like how can i make this more weird and then adding the next part of the sentence and i don't know i think yeah. it's a really fun practice i loved also the way that you described the first meeting with emma and we have these impressions and we notice all these little things that get lost after you know somebody for a while but they are so inherently the definition of what you know about a person from the beginning and mm -hmm. i think that that's also a beautiful moment those first impressions those those realizations they all shift into something else but in that moment they're real and it's it's fun to like look at that lens as well yeah it's really crazy how like you can think you know somebody even after like several conversations but it really morphs and adapts but in those very first few moments like you have some type of imagination or picture of what someone might be like you can't help not form that but then they it's crazy when they just completely blow you away and actually share themselves because there's so much more than you could have ever anticipated and um it's really i don't know there's so and it's so infectious like being able to peel back the layers of a person and get to see get to start to understand them in their world yeah and important to remember that they're right there's always a depth beyond what you think you know you'll yeah. never know them yeah. completely so yeah don't never put them completely in the box i think that's a dangerous thing that a Definitely. lot of us do mm -hmm. it's it's easy um okay this is i have another one to read yeah this is longer um and probably very emotional and it's very uh vivid and descriptive Every, and everyone's <laughs> leaning in <laughs> so Let's just buckle up. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to put it on my bike. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Wow. Maybe the longest I've went without writing. The past few days have been a roller coaster. Heavy. Full of sadness, pain, loss, guilt, shame. But also filled with beauty, connection, and so, so much love. At 4.30 p.m. on August 1st, 2023... Zoe died. Zoe is dead. My best friend, my baby, is gone. It still doesn't feel real. It feels surreal to even write these words. Not in a million years did I think I'd write that, 
this year or the next five. Zoe's death has created a hole inside me. I felt feelings of numbness, hollowness, but I'm starting to think more about her life, our life together, more than her death. However, it's important I never forget how our last day together went. I woke up around 6.30. The morning felt comforting. My bed assured me today was going to be a beautiful day. I looked to my left and at the foot of the door, Zoe was curled up into a ball, sleeping peacefully. I got up, flicked my lamp on, and prepared for the day ahead. I was determined to hold on to every second. I was very proud of the improvements I've made over the last year, thankful I could be present for her, for me, for memories. Like always, when it was time to walk out of my room and take on the day, Zoe popped up so quickly and ran to the door as I opened it. Beforehand, we did spend some time laying on the floor, and we also got to cuddle some. She sprinted down the stairs, howling, then drinking some water and choking on it like she always did, spitting out some water, putting half of it on the floor. I fed her bison with strawberries and blueberries for breakfast. Then we left home and went to the Bonneville Shoreline Trail and the avenues that we ran together many times previously. We ran together five miles. We made our way to the top of the hill and we sat and we enjoyed the view and each other. We sat, we saw a few other dogs along the way too, and an old lady who said Zoe reminded her of her husky that lived to 14. Then she wished her a long and happy life. There were wasps or something that kept bothering us, so we left the hilltop a bit sooner than expected. But then we ran, and we ran down that hill, that winding trail, so quickly. After our ran, I gave her some water in her orange bowl, and then we headed back home to rest. And by the way, she kept her head out of the car window all day long. She enjoyed it so much. After a break, which included taking photos with John, we headed to the dog park, to Fairmont Park. We saw two other dogs. We played fetch while she enjoyed uh, chasing each other. And uh, we laid in the grass with flowers. We drank lots of water from the fountain, and then we left. We made our way to Sugar House Park, where we first fell in love with Salt Lake City, together. Then she chased birds, a lot of birds. We walked the perimeter of the park, taking pictures along the way, but she never wanted to look, To look, but I got some good ones, though. Then we uh, walked down this hidden, down a path called Hidden Grove, which was a really neat pathway in the heart of Sugar House. We walked back up to the hill to the top of the park where I took a picture um, with her, wh wh where I took a picture with her a year prior. We laid together on the grass, cuddled, slobbered, and took lots of pictures. And then we headed home for her last meal. I made her filet mignon with sweet potatoes and strawberry shortcake with warm snickerdoodle cookies. She loved it. Then I did one last trick routine with her and gave her peanut butter chocolate chips as treats. Then we went on one last walk together, the walk we always do, a one-mile perimeter around um, the block. And then we got into the car and went to Brickyard Animal Hospital. We got out, and she took her time smelling the trees outside. We made it in and went to the room on the left after speaking with Kate. In the room, we sat for about 10 minutes, just watching her walk around, observing her, her movement, her life. Then I held her. Before, um, 
laying there. Um, then I forgot to write, mention this in earlier in the story, but before we left for the hospital, uh, we laid in my living room on the floor by the coffee table, and we just held each other for a really long time, listening to some beautiful music by Vance Joy, particularly the song Don't Fade, which is a really beautiful one. And we had a really beautiful moment. Back in the room at the uh, hospital, the doctor came in, and he felt so cold, thick-skinned. He administered the first shot, and my friend Brandon left the room. Zoe began to stumble. I sat on the ground and I patted the red blanket on my right. And she stumbled her way to me before lying down by my side for the last time. I pet her. And then moved to lay in my side, on my side. And I just stared in her eyes as she stared deep into mine. I repeated the phrase, joie de papillon, repeatedly, quickly, while rubbing her belly. I told her that she was a beautiful wave and it was time to return home and become the ocean. The doctor came in again to administer the second shot, the final shot. He shaved her left leg, and I stayed staring at her eyes. I'm not sure I blinked. A second later, he said, her heart has stopped. I could see in her eyes that she was gone. He left the room, and I stayed in there a few minutes longer alone with her. I lifted her head, then her left legs and right legs, no resistance. She felt like a slinky, lifeless, heavy, like she was fake. She began to look black and white as her gums faded in color because the blood was receding. I pet her a few more times and hyperventilated, pacing around the room in shock. Life to death, just like that. I couldn't wrap my head around it. I returned to her once more, pet her face and head, and said, goodbye, Zoe, and walked out. The last 10 minutes until Zoe, of Zo with Zoe, I will never and cannot forget. I love her and miss her so much. I'm writing her a poem and thinking about getting a wave tattoo in remembrance of her so we can always run together. I miss her so much, but each day is getting easier. Still lots to process and write about, but that's enough for today. I love you, Zoe. Thanks, Gravy. That was uh, probably really hard to read. And I think everyone can appreciate when we're vulnerable and we reach deep into ourselves and we connect with 
the feelings and the the love that we have for other creatures and beings. And that's when we're the most human, I think, when we're the most alive. And so I just want to say that I appreciate you doing that and for going out on a limb and writing that and like feeling that in the moment as well, because how difficult is it to express ourselves and to like lean in to these strong feelings instead of trying to hide them away and compartmentalize them. So you did a great thing. And I remember when, because I was there when we were uh, after this happened and we had met and had some nice talks and it seemed that you had a beautiful time. Zoe's Gregory's dog, if that wasn't already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe I never really said it explicitly, but yeah. Yeah. Just to just, be, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't Gregory, like, <laughs> daughter or partner or something just to be clear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but i i think that that really just sheds like the beauty of life this this circle of love and there's nothing to be ashamed of or sad about beyond the the just joy of of that life like you want to have it for eternity together and, and have that remembrance yeah. but i'm sure that yeah. that existence was still there and like yeah, I just, I you know, think that was a beautiful point. Thank you. You know, going through that, what I just went through reminds me why, one reason why I journal. And that is because there's certain levels of detail that you can only get by writing it down in the moment. <laughs> and I remember that day very vividly, but when I go back and read very explicit details, the details that maybe don't feel like they really even matter like specifying the color of her bowl or something like that like it's those little details that like pull you back in time and you actually go back and that's why mm -hmm. you're able to relive it almost again like i i don't feel exactly how i felt in that moment but i literally physically physiologically uh like chemically went back <laughs> you know yeah. very close mm -hmm. So what it was like when I that date was happening. And so and there's a beauty about journaling, which is like, it does so much more than pictures and just like yeah. all of those things. Like, because you can convey the way it comes out, just the certain levels of details. You cannot want only one think about like the details of the moment, but you can also reflect on how you felt about it in that moment. And you can like take an internal picture, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's impossible to do otherwise. So I, I, yeah. Anyway. Cool. I cool experience. I think that's you great. Lighten the mood <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> There's anything else you want to share? And then I have one yeah, last one and then I think we can wrap it up. Okay. I was going to say, maybe we'll do a part two because I have, I'm like halfway through my stuff. Okay. <laughs> we don't want to do it all today. So if we feel compelled, we'll do a part two. Um, but I'm going to read the next one for me, uh, which was June 14th, 2022. What is a waste of time? Can anything justify such a thing? Is it all a concept in our minds? Is everything actually equally valuable or interesting in the right framework? Accomplishments are surely hits of joy or discoveries, knowledge, but also simple experiences or epiphanies. Perhaps the one variable is a mix of your mindset and your ambition, not striving for what happens, where the end is, but how you're going to submit to the experiences along the way. So this was a nice realization for me 
that I have been too focused most of my life on trying to get to an end goal, but also perhaps on identifying goals. I guess setting too many goals and putting importance on the goal setting itself and on trying to make reality how I wanted it. Mm-hmm. But the real value I'm trying to underlie here is that your mindset, your ambition, and then just the experience in congruency with those two things are what really set you on a good path for enjoyment and fulfillment and happiness in life. And so it's yeah. it's a struggle to switch that general mindset into your everyday life. But for me, as the shift's been happening, I've been much happier and I've felt better about life the whole time. I really like that. I feel like it's mirrored a lot of my experiences in a lot of ways. It's about cultivating a it's it's a it's just, it's a way of being. It's not it's like it's not necessarily about accomplishing X, Y, or Z. Like you can have goals, but like it's about the journey. It's not about getting there. It's like about the each and every day that you mm-hmm. wake up and you feel excited to be alive and go about the day. Like your day isn't made up of I mean, your life isn't made up of just goal accomplishments it's, it's made up of days <laughs> and it's and it's it's yeah. all journey like that's all life is until it isn't anymore and so yeah right like making sure you to, frame it that way yeah when you actually get to a goal like suddenly the the journey there is gone perhaps and you realize that there was no goal it was the journey like the journey <laughs> yes. was yeah. the goal <laughs> like yeah, that's absolutely frame it but it's true yeah i mean like when you really think about it like every single goal you have is kind of framed in like it's like the next step in a journey larger journey mm-hmm. oh i want to get married okay that could be a goal for somebody but it's so that you can continue on and be married yeah, and have a family like the story yeah. keeps going it's not the right. end all right so um yeah it's just a moment of time thank you for sharing all right mm-hmm. i have one more this is at the end of august of uh, this year dear august You've changed me in many ways I never expected. Thank you. Every August seems like a roller coaster. Last August, I went through hell and almost died. This August, I lost Zoe. I also <laughs> um, had like a, I've had a fling <laughs> um, a little bit too. I wouldn't say I fell in love or anything, but I had a really nice like romantic fling. Um, there was a lot of emotions in August. August was heavy. And mm-hmm. I look forward to seeing August next year. Change me, August. <laughs> <laughs> Vulnerability, unraveling, curiosity. How do I create artwork that helps cultivate the fl- flowering of a soul? To help someone realize that they don't know themselves yet. That there is freedom and gratitude and self-love. And love is the reason, but you can't love what you do not know. (laughs) I want to write poems, create art, kinetic architecture, soundscape, surrealistic spaces, change spaces, places where you go when you want to be changed. Create change, create love. Anyway, that's my lesson. I want to read. Nice. I love that. Um, I think 
it's important that we're challenging ourselves and I didn't get it, get into it because it's not quite on the same level of journaling, but I, I every week do a fear of mine and I, I've done one. We'll talk about it maybe in an episode getting ready for next year later, but I think that you encapsulated that very beautifully that you need to remember to keep those things in mind, like mm -hmm. keep those fears, those challenges, those wants uh, present so that you're able to do them. Cause if they're not on the front of your mind, you won't even know they're in existence and you'll just keep flowing in the same circle and cycle over and over again. Right. <laughs> yep, exactly. That's I, I, I feel like that's the channel that journaling is the channel that allows you to come to that. I mean, I think you can do it in your head internally, but there's something about taking something that perhaps is in English, perhaps it isn't, but it's not fully constructed and then putting it on paper and it makes it real and mm -hmm. it allows it to come out of you. And, um, you don't have to keep holding it on to it anymore and worrying about if you're going to lose it again and have to constantly remind yourself, like it's there, you can go back and look at it and take it out yeah. and put it in the pan thief. Exactly. Harry Potter fans will get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Isn't there um, anything else you want to share? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna just leave us with this message. Okay. August eighth, twenty twenty two. Be your own self architect. In other words, don't just take things in and let them shape who you are. Make sure that you're re self architecting. You are changing the architecture of you all the time. So thanks, thanks for Greg. listening, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And thanks, Gregory, for being vulnerable and sharing some great experiences. And I hope we decide to do a part two because I have a lot more to talk about. And I think yes. it's been fun to talk about all this. Maybe we'll bring some more of your poetry next time. That would be amazing. Something like Definitely. that. I can do that. Cool. Thank you. Everybody have, have a good day. And yeah, yes. go journal. Try it out. Go journal. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> all right. Talk soon. Bye.